Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder. Those who kill without reason and just for the, quote, fun of it, are incredibly dangerous creatures. On February 10th, 2014, One such woman was arrested after a 10-day spree that cost three men their lives and almost took the lives of two more. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Joanna Christine Dennehy had a troubled life from the very beginning. Born in August of 1982 in St. Albans, Hertfordshire, she ran away from home when she was just 16 years old and went to live with her 21-year-old boyfriend, John Treater. She was pregnant by the age of 17, and though she was furious and said she didn't want children, she kept the baby, but as soon as the girl was born, Joanna started drinking in excess, using drugs, and self-harming. She got pregnant again in 2005, and this time, John put his foot down, packed up the kids, and left the now-toxic environment that Joanna had created. Now on her own, she moved to Peterborough, where she met Gary Stretch Richards, who, despite her rocky past, fell head over heels in love. Continuing her downward spiral, Joanna allegedly subsidized the money that she needed for drugs with sex work, which, according to the sources, might just have led her to a deeper hatred of all men. Things, however, reached a peak in February of 2012, when the now 29-year-old Joanna Christine Dennehy was arrested for theft, and then admitted to the hospital for psychiatric treatment. Diagnosed with antisocial disorder and OCD, Joanna was eventually released, and a little over a year after that initial arrest, she picked up a knife and went on a 10-day killing spree. Later called the Peterborough Ditch Murders, and beginning in March of 2013, Joanna took the lives of her two roommates and her landlord, before trying and failing to kill two more men who she happened upon while walking the streets. The entire thing began on March 19, 2013, when Joanna and 31-year-old Lukasz Slabozuski, who met in Peterborough days earlier, went out drinking together and, upon coming to the house that her landlord owned, she blindfolded him and then brutally stabbed him in the heart. While his friends believed him to be out on a date with his new girlfriend, Joanna threw Lucas into a dumpster and plotted the murder of her next victim, 56-year-old John Chapman. Her roommate at the time, they both lived in the same bedsit. John had recently fallen on hard times and was struggling with alcoholism, 
and described Joanna as their landlord's, quote, enforcer. Saying she was a mad woman and that he was concerned with his own safety, John said she was attempting to force him out of the home, and when that didn't work, she took matters into her own hands, and on March 29th, she stabbed him in the heart as well. Just hours later, she called upon the home where her 48-year-old landlord, Kevin Lee, lived with his wife and two children. According to Kevin's business partner, Joanna approached him looking for a place to live, and though Paul Creed was hesitant to help her out, his partner, Kevin, was happy to, quote, give her a chance. His generosity would end up costing him his life. Later employing the strong woman as his decorator and enforcer, on March 20th, the day after Joanna took her first victim, Kevin admitted to his wife that the pair were having an affair. Nine days later, Joanna called him on the phone and arranged to meet him at Rolleston Garth, where Lucas had been killed, and upon arrival, stabbed her lover to death. When his body was found the next day, Kevin was dressed in a black sequin top, or dressed depending on the source, posed in a sexual position, and on April 3rd, the bodies of Lucas Slabazuski and John Chapman were found as well. Each of the bodies were disposed of, not by Joanna herself, but by her accomplice, Gary Stretch Richards and Leslie Layton. Later, when caught, both would claim that they didn't want to help Joanna in her macabre quest, but that they were absolutely terrified of her. A tale that many found hard to believe considering Gary was over seven feet tall. According to her own confession, Joanna liked how it felt to take a human life and was working towards the goal of killing nine men in total so that she and Gary could be more like Bonnie and Clyde. On the way back from relocating and dumping their victims, the trio drove west to a town of Hereford to look for more men for Joanna to murder. Saying, quote, I want my fun. I need you to get my fun. They happened upon two men, John Rogers and Robin Bereza, who were out walking their dogs. Jumping out, armed with her weapon, Joanna stabbed Robin in the shoulder and chest and stabbed John over 40 times. Thanks to quick medical response, both men remarkably survived their attacks and were able to identify Joanna during her trial. While they recovered and the trio continued on their way, just two days after his murder, Kevin Lee was reported missing by his family. When his body was found in the ditch where she left him, Joanna Dennehy became a person of interest. But when police tried to track her down to question her, she was nowhere to be found. Finally located two days later, as the cuffs were slapped onto her wrists, Joanna laughed, joked, and flirted with all the male officers she came across. In November of 2013, Joanna Dennehy pleaded guilty to three murders and two attempted murders, and was later diagnosed with psychopathic, antisocial, and borderline personality disorders. On February 28, 2014, she was sentenced to life imprisonment, and the judge ordered that she never be released. As of 2014, she became one of just three women in the UK to have a whole life tariff. The other two are Myra Hindley and Rosemary West. As for the two men who helped her, Gary Richards was found guilty on all accounts and sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 19 years, while Leslie Layton, found guilty of perverting the course of justice, was given 14 years. 
Another man, Robert Moore, admitted to assisting Joanna and was given a three-year sentence. After finding an escape plan in her diary before her trial, Joanna was placed in solitary confinement from September of 2013, before the court proceedings, to September of 2015, after the court proceedings. She later claimed that the isolation left her, quote, tearful and upset, and led to self-harm. However, the high court rejected her claim that her human rights had been violated. In 2018, she requested permission to marry her cellmate, Haley Palmer, and was initially told yes, much to the dismay of Haley's family, who feared the relationship would put her in danger. That same year, the women tried to take their own lives in a suicide pact. But by 2020, it was reported that Joanna was in a new relationship with another prisoner named Emma Aitken. She was later released and the pair planned on marrying, but I found no updates on this particular claim. Joanna Dennehy remains behind bars. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear a terrible thing happened on February 11th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.